0: welcome to pandora's box the first pandora's box of
1: 2022 oh my god Na na
0: na 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 dip, slip, dip, 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 slip, dip, 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 Dearly beep beep, steal the... We're back after Christmas and New Year. We're back. Ooh, the boys are back. The boys Except are for back in town. we haven't got young Bullwinkle Mr. Nathaniel Warren with us because He's been taken by the plague. Yeah. He has contracted the plague. Mm. The black death is upon him. Mm. But um, fear not, friends of Pandora's Box and the Rat Radar because he's alright. He's, he's ba- alright. He basically just feels like he's got a bad cold apparently. Mm. So he's mm. just, I mean let's face it, so he should. He's only 18. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, strong. Strong virile young man. Strong, virile old young man. Everyone mm. knows what it's like to be 18. Well, unless you're, well, unless you're not 18 yet. <laughs> yeah. In which case, um, stop <laughs> listening to this. Get and ready for the ride. Get ready when you're mm. studying. No, not mm. really. You're going to learn more from this than you would do from a textbook anyway. <laughs> 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 I need to have more fun doing it. Mm. Um, so yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to young, young Bull Bull uncle. uncle Nathaniel Warren. Um, Ooh. Poor little lad. Just like, Jimmy O'Malley, is Just like in, Jimmy O'Malley is in his little bedroom right now sad mm. wishing he was with us yeah. for the first pandora's box of 2022 um i've done a little switch rooney because last week um you were taking some well-deserved respite i was from your working life so mm. it was just me and young bullwinkle mm. and now it's just me and you
2: what's going on it's just so next week so the,
0: the last one of 2021 just me and bullwinkle the first one of 2022 just me and you next mm. week back to full strength Full power, but um you are listening to Pandora's Box and Ascent Radio. If you didn't realise it already, I am your host, as always. And with me, we have the man from the heart of the fallen star of Novgorod. <sighs> His name is only whispered in certain circles. His name. Algernon Algernon
2: Oh yeah, liking that one Algernon So today I am
0: Algernon Algernon, the man who was formed from the heart of a fallen star Oh, hell yeah I think I said something like that anyway For those of you that are watching um, on YouTube Because we also have a podcast This also goes out as a podcast on YouTube If you're not aware um, This show is under the umbrella Of Mm. Aspen Waite It is So Aspen Waite If you need any business advice, or if you need your accounts done, or if you need some marketing done, or if you want to have an advert on the radio, anything like that, get in contact with Aspen Wait, look at them up on the internet.
2: On the interwebs. Aspenwait.com, I assume. Aspenwait.co.uk, and wait is with an E, as you can kind of see there. Aspen,
0: A-S-P-E-N. W-A-I-T-E. Yeah. Aspen Wait. as you can see from this mug. Mm,
2: beautiful uh. stuff.
0: <laughs> so you were just telling me an interesting story before we started that I want to get back into because it was amusing me. You were saying about how earlier on, <laughs> oh, ha, ha. before you came in, you were... I feel like I've been left on a cliffhanger. So to set the scene, Algernon, he was, Algernon. At, he was in his flat. Mm. He was... Did you say you were over by the kitchen or something like that?
2: Yeah, I was a little bit grumpy this morning, so I was... Um, and
0: then your missus... Yeah. You just turned
2: around, and she was there stamping her foot. She, she was there, looking at me, like a like, like little bull. like, a horns bull. like this. Mm. And then just like, you know, like how a bull just racked his foot on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So she's messing around. When so I'm you being were like a, a matador. Bit, yeah, when I'm being a bit in a grump, she's like, right, I'm going to sort she this gonna out. She was going to sort you out. But I didn't think she was actually going to do anything. So I turned back around in the kitchen... And then next thing I know, turn around again, she's running at me and she full-on just headbutts me in the chest. I'm, I'm, and I'm, it caught I like me it. i like it right in the center right in the please. right in the center of my nipple ah, but in the way that it felt like tender. it was nearly gonna rip off and i got sensitive tender. nipples anyway yeah and it was just like you don't know me me, don't oh me me. it was just not something that i liked or wanted or or felt i needed in my life but at I'm all. i'm
0: sure it i'm sure it perked you up maybe it, oh,
2: it made me more angry for a little bit but then it perked me up Perked because up i realized nipples? how silly i was but being. did it perk
0: up your nipples your soul or both uh, Probably more flattened your nipple
2: Oh, I nearly ripped my nipple off Yeah, so not,
0: not so much perky after that in a physical sense mm,
2: More in a swollen sense <laughs> Yeah, yeah But yeah, my soul my soul needed a bit of upliftment I Sometimes suppose. you
0: need to be kicked mm. into uh, Or out of your mood. Out of, yeah, out of whatever Little Solomon. rut mm. you're in Out of Solomon's temple <laughs> Sometimes you need to be kicked right out of Solomon's temple And back into the real world Yeah, that's it did you have a nice holiday dude? I had a lovely holiday. Yeah.
2: Yes. It felt um felt just chilled. Really really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um I drank a bit too much I think. Yeah. Um yeah, just kind of getting in the habit of just like oh, it's the holiday. I'm just going to crack open a beer and yeah. crack open some cider and just like you know, it's a bit like that, but um got some went on some really nice walks, had some really nice food, and got some real good music done as well. Got some looping done, which was real awesome, fun. Dude.
0: We had a nice little celebration, didn't we? Mm, we a roast, yes. A roast. The goose. Goose.
2: the goose. The goose. The goose was loose. Oh, the goose was loose and not obtuse.
0: A nice little roast goose, um and a roast chicky. Mm. Obviously roast spurts. Two types of stuffing, red cabbage, chestnut sprouts. Um, for that's just sprouts cooked with chestnuts for people that aren't aware. Um,
2: all the good stuff. Mm, that was uh, the Carrot best parsnips. meal of 2021 for me. Oh, mate, I'm so honest. We were still in 2021 and it was just the goose. Oh, the skin of the goose. The skin of the goose was so insanely
0: Just tasty. So, Such a flavoursome. Such a flavoursome food, isn't it? Mm. So rich. Mm. Mm. And all nice, saw citrusy in that, where I obviously just like lathered it in I a lemon. I want some right now. Oh, mate, I could do with mm. some right now. Mm. I haven't eaten much today. Mm. Pretty hungry. i got an interesting fact for you. Ooh. Nice bit of trivia. I like bringing the trivia to the masses. Did you know that humans accidentally domesticated peas <laughs> I know we've spoken a little bit in the past about how like broccoli was like a man-made, um, mm. like it's man-made food essentially. Mm. I think most people cross-pollination, yeah, or like at least a lot of people don't even realise that, and they just think that you know it like grows somewhere in the world. But if you like actually think, sit and think about it for a minute, where would you go in the world? You that ever you seen a just, broccoli just growing yeah. on a tree? <laughs> you ever just been in the middle of the forest and just seen like some broccoli growing on yeah. the ground? Now it's, it's like basically they just like genetically modified. Mm. um i can't
2: remember what the two cabbage. things it was cabbage and um i know cauliflower s- yeah i think you're right mm. i think you're right potentially
0: yeah I, me- I remember definitely cabbage that's like where its original source comes from but
2: mm. it's a bit like almost just like breeding a dog i guess you know how like dogs mm. come from wolves yeah i think that's matt like uh, that's something i don't quite understand with like dogs and and the the breeds of dogs because mm. yeah they do they all descend from wolves mm. but each breed seems very like Regimented in its own like it's like just, it's just eugenics, mate. Yeah, so I'd you know, definitely. it blows so, my mind though.
0: I'm sure most of you know, for, for people that don't know what eugenics is, eugenics is just the idea that you like basically selectively breed to get a certain outcome from future offspring. So the Nazis were big into eugenics. You know, Hitler quite mm. famously. Um, he he had this idea that he wanted all of like of Germans to be like six foot four, mm. well the men to be like six foot four and be like blonde and blue eyes, which is quite ironic because mm. he was under six foot and he mm. had like dark hair and dark eyes. He had like yeah. dark brown eyes. So a bit strange. Mm. But um that was sort of like his vision of what he he wanted, you know, through eugenics, he was going to create this, so like breed tall, blonde, blue eyed men with tall, blonde, blue eyed women until you would have this race of almost like what he would consider like superhumans, I guess. Mm. Um, or at least superhumans in his eyes. So uh, it's it's just simple like that. So I guess it's such a long-term process. I know mm. what you mean. It's hard to wrap your brains around. I ima- think that now, yeah. Imagine you had like two quite small-ish wolves that both had dark fur mm. and you bred them, you know, like a female and a male. You bred them and then you did that with a, couple of, with a couple of other ones as well, like different genes, you know, to avoid inbreeding. And then you just bred them. And then over the course of the hundreds and then into thousands of years, they would keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller mm. and their features would start changing. Mm. Um And then on the flip side of that, you might have two particularly large wolves with like white coats, Mm. whitey gray coats, but you breed them, you're going to end up with like a bigger species of of wolf. Mm. And obviously it happens naturally in nature. We know that now that um, the last population of of mammoths, or at least this is what we we currently think, um, the last population of mammoths that existed on the planet were essentially like pygmy mammoths. Mm. Did you know that?
2: Pygmy mammoths?
0: Yeah, so they would have been like tiny. So we think of obviously mammoths and we think in our head like, oh wow. Huge. Yeah, because they were like similar to elephants obviously, but even bigger. And furry. And covered in hair Mm. and fur and like just massive tusks. But yeah, the the last population of mammoths that existed were like pygmy mammoths. Mm. Um, And they think that it happened just... Are they like micro pigs? (laughs) (laughs)
2: essentially but just yeah I don't know how big would they be a pygmy mammoth I'm not I'm I'm sure they would have still been big Mm. were were normal mammoths bigger than elephants or about the same size yeah yeah they were they were a bit bigger Mm. a bit bigger than Mm. like a bit bigger than the the largest elephant
0: in the world today because obviously there's a couple different types the largest one is the African bush elephant Mm. Um, and like the big bulls the big male bulls are like the biggest ones of them and they think that like yeah uh, like a big bull mammoth um, would have been like a bit bigger then an African bull elephant mm, okay. but I mean there were lots of different species of um there was like um of, there were different species of mammoth and and of like mastodons which are also like obviously a similar oh ah, yeah mastodons yeah I forgot about those so um which is a cool name obviously of like mm. one of one of the bands that we really like isn't it? called mastodon mm. oh, cool name for yeah. a band isn't it yeah but um yeah so I, I think this is just off the top of my head I'm pretty sure the largest mammoth was the Colombian mammoth mm. What's known as the Columbian mammoth, and they were like huge, absolutely huge. I'm, I'm pretty sure the only, I'm pretty sure they're the second biggest mammal that have ever existed, mm. after the one that I've talked about before in the show, which was called Paraceratherium, mm. which is like an a, um, an ancestor of modern day rhinos, but mm. was like essentially like it almost imagine like almost like a cross between like a horse and a rhino. Mm. Imagine that in mm. your head.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing pictures of them. Yeah, so mm. like
0: imagine almost like the shape of a horse but not quite as much of a long neck and obviously like stockier. But then imagine that then covered in like what you would like a rhino hide, like that mm. thick gray scaly hide and just looking bulkier. But then imagine it like twice as tall as a modern day elephant oh. and like twice as long. And that's like what Paraceratherium was. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like Paraceratherium and then Colombian mammoths. Because mm. as I said, there's different types. I know that there were like some mastodons um, and some mammoths that were like smaller than mm. modern day elephants still like massive mm. i know that there's the one in the natural history museum in london i went and saw a couple of years ago it's don't get me wrong it's like a unit mm. but it's not like it's not it's not like quite as big as like an elephant today mm. i remember thinking mm. the thing i was most impressed by with the mastodon in the natural history museum was almost like how stocky and thick the bones mm. were their bones might have been thicker than a modern day elephant so i'm not sure mm. but i remember just like the the girth did they have, like, longer tusks as well, like, bigger, like, bigger, yeah. rounder tusks? They, the tusks stuff, yeah. are, like, immense. And, mm. like, everything about the bones, like, like I could just imagine, like, if you, like, hit one of them with, like, a sledgehammer, like, there'd be more chances that the sledgehammer would break than you <laughs> would actually damage the bones. <laughs> That's, like, do you know what mm. I mean? Like, the bones were just so thick mm. and colossal looking. It's, like, quite cool.
2: Do you get pygmy elephants now, nowadays? I
0: don't think so.
2: No, I don't. I don't think. I no, I don't think, heard there's of any, that. No. No, I think there's any. No, no. There's certainly not. There's certainly not like a
0: population of mm. pygmy elephants. Where elephants? Sorry, I'm pretty sure where the pygmy elephants lived. Um, I can't remember where it was. I want to say maybe it was like some small island off modern day Canada or something like that. That's just sort of like what's coming into my head. I might be completely wrong though. I'm just said obviously I haven't like planned this. This is just we're just mm. chatting about it on the fly now. But I think it was just one of those things where like, they lived on like a, almost like an, an isolated ah, okay, yeah. island.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and obviously that's probably one of the reasons why they survived for a long time, because mm. I don't think there are any humans on the island and stuff like that. Mm. So they didn't have any natural predators. But because they lived in a small place, it was almost like it only made sense you for them to grow, grow smaller. As big as your tank. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> because they were obviously on, like, a smaller space, mm. there wasn't as many resources like food and stuff, so they almost, like, naturally got a little bit smaller, mm. just, you know, because so it'd almost be more efficient. Mm. But the bigger the bigger you are, the bigger the fuel tank has to be. The more you have to eat, the more, you know what I mean? Mm. It's, more, it's more like a strain on everything.
2: Yeah, it's, like, crazy, like, you are always a product of your environment, like, just with the atmosphere and everything, how it used to be, like, mm. thousands and thousands of years ago, it actually... Um, was bet like made an environment that was easier for like bigger things to grow like we yeah. talked about before like all of the ancient um yeah. animals and archaic animals you it's, know. it's
0: it's funny and it? it is almost like it's one of those things as well it's almost like accepted in nature that it's almost like the bigger you are the more chance you are of are of dying for like several reasons mm. like uh, and i heard like a saying recently actually which almost mm. like made me think like yeah that's pretty true actually and they were saying like how how many How many people in their eighties do you see that are like six foot four or over? Mm. Do you know
2: what I mean? Mm. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, you know,
0: I'm talking about obviously like men. Like the the female equivalent, I guess, would probably be like five foot seven or eight or over. Do you Mm. know what I mean? It's like the the point being is obviously like, as I said, like the bigger you are, takes more fuel. Yeah, Mm. and it's and it's not just that; it's almost like more of a strain on all your internal organs and everything. Mm. You know, it's Mm. almost like a sports car or like a a big SUV or something. Mm. Like it just requires a lot. To make mm. it move, whereas if you've got like a nice little economical 1.6 liter li- or diesel, a, yeah, of <laughs> or, or a little Igo, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs>
2: like yeah. Nathaniel's little Igo, yeah, do you know what Paul I mean? Winkle's Just, I it's
0: not as so. It, I think that's like a um, a valid point, though. As I said, mm-hmm. most people that like live to like really old age. Quite did it. I'm not saying they're like tiny people, but they're just not. They're not particularly large. It's
2: crazy. I always think it's crazy that you like decrease in size as you get older as well. So you can actually get shorter and stuff. And like I see that with my granddad loads. Mm. I remember Mm. when I remember when I was younger.
0: I even remember like. I remember my granddad and my dad like bickering on Christmas Day one year because like, they were like, arguing over who's taller. Mm. So I remember them like standing back to back and they were like basically at like, the same height. And I think it just never really got solved. But they just like <laughs> for some reason both trying to claim that they were taller than mm-hmm. the other one. But like now my granddad is like a lot shorter than my dad. Mm. Like I stand next to my granddad now and he's like a lot shorter than me. Mm. You know, I like I think like, when his prime, he was about six two. Whereas like now, I don't, I would, I don't even know if he's like five ten anymore. Wow! But that's yeah, quite that's a lot crazy, to shrink, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah, that's like yeah. over four inches. I said mm. I'm not even sure if he's that because mm. there's like I know there's like a picture of me stood next to him that we took a couple of years ago, and I look like massive compared to him. Mm. Whereas as I said, twenty years ago, he would have been like more or less the same size as i am now mm. so that's funny isn't it mm. just like shrivel up like a little mm. prune apart from your ears and your nose they yeah. just keep growing oh yeah 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 <laughs> so you end up almost like looking like a dwarf <laughs> yeah you know, like uh, like one of like, the dwarves in like the hobbit or like lord of the rings <gasps> oh. gra- yeah just end up looking like Gimli. next time you see Grandad have a look at his ears see how big they look compared to his body <laughs> no i remember hearing that it's like the things that grow on the men it's like yeah your nose and your
2: ears never stop fully growing so yeah.
0: they grow like m- like by tiny increments yeah. so it's like it's barely noticeable it's something like half a millimetre the rest millise-
2: of shrinking and your yeah. nose and your ears are still growing it's like <laughs> half a
0: millimetre a year or something mm. but obviously mm. over the course of like 30 years that's quite noticeable mm. also another thing I remember hearing about um, men I'm not sure if it's the same with women is that um, your shoulder blades don't aren't fully developed until you're fifty years old. Fifty. Yeah, I'm not sure if fully developed is the right way to talk. Is, is or,
2: or they don't stop developing, or they they didn't get yeah, r- so reach their natural they, conclusion until you're they 30.
0: they protract. Mm. That's the right way to describe it, isn't it? Yeah. They, they 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 basically you you get broader, ever mm. so slightly broader, every year until oh, you're fifty. Can't wait until I'm. 50, you're just gonna feel like a unit. Yeah. But I think it makes sense because my shoulders will get broader. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it makes sense though because I think like everybody. If you think of like, if everybody thinks of like their dad or their uncle or whoever, they mm. can think of like a good example of this and compare them like, you know, um, like what, you know, if, if they're like the 50 answer. or 60 mm. now or whatever, if you compare them now to what, yeah, what they look like when they were 20, mm. they're probably a lot broader, mm. even though mm. obviously they haven't mm. grown any mm. taller because, mm. mo- you know, most people, once you finish gr- puberty, you don't really grow any more in height. Mm. Like I probably haven't grown height wise since I was like, 18 maybe even Mm. less than that like Mm. 17 18 but yeah we stopped yesterday (laughs) (laughs) you've always been a late bloomer uh, yeah but that's Mm -hmm. good in the long run yeah cuz saying like when I'm like
2: when I'm like 50 I'm going to look like an old man. I still get ID'd, man, and it really annoys me. Do you? Yeah, and I lost my wallet at the moment as well, so I haven't got any. So you like, just can't buy any beers? I, I don't know where my passport <laughs> is, and I don't know where my wallet is at the moment, which happens to me quite a lot, so mm. I'm not that worried, but it's, it's knocking about somewhere in the house. Yeah, yeah I just got, I, I, I've got to get Meg to get alcohol for me now. If I ever Mate, want those beers, how stuff, you got just because it annoys me so and I get triggered about got it. as have well, so I'm like 31 years old, and I'm yeah. still getting like ID'd for. You're a 31 year old man.
0: You have to ask like your 25 year old missus, 26 yeah. year old missus to like buy you bees. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. That is like, mate. I think I've literally been ID'd about five times in my life.
2: Mm.
0: But, yeah. yeah,
2: crazy. Mine's every time I go to the Simpsons. Really? N- nah, not really. But like a lot. It's still one of those worries. You know what I mean? Like when you go, always, like, oh, are they gonna? Are you gonna do it? Like you know? Yeah, it's funny. I don't almost like know if I should take it as almost like a, a bit of an insult nowadays. Because
0: like when I go, to- they don't even bother giving me a second glance. Mm-hmm. You know, that you, know, beard, you, know man. Like, you, you know, like you know, like that's a strong,
2: healthy beard you got going there.
0: Yeah. Well, cheers, man. But <laughs> you know, like you know, like sometimes you like they might suddenly see you're buying alcohol and they come to like obviously approve it, mm. like the you know the 18 or over or whatever. Like you know, like they, just, I, go, they just get a sniff of you. When, when I was younger, <laughs> sometimes they didn't let. Yeah. Oh mate, right. that, that musky <laughs> scent must be a man over 18. A man over 18 doesn't have that. Uh, sorry, younger than 18 doesn't have that. It's like bistos. You know? So they, they, like, they just feel your energy. You just start coming over and. Yeah. <laughs> If you just opened up like a little fresh little box of Bisto, mm. like beef gravy granules, and just yeah. gave that a sniff, that's what that's what I'm like. I have still got puppy smell. <laughs> yeah, you're like a nice little newborn puppy. You know, it's like smells all <laughs> like, almost like weirdly like like um like a cross between like baby and like washed hair. Yeah, Do you that's, what I mean? it. That's, that's, that's what like a puppy smell's like. You know, whereas <laughs> I just smell like beef Bisto. <laughs> that's just as soon as I walk into a room, that's what you smell. <laughs> But yeah, I remember when I was younger, sometimes, you know, I'd like, if I go back, they'd at least sort of like give me a second glance, you know, I'd like, they'd come over and then they'd go like, Mm, mm. and they'd look at me, and then they, but they don't even bother doing that now. They just come over straight away, they don't don't even look at me, boom, it's like they
2: just from their periphery, they're Mm -hmm. like, that guy's... Mm. That guy's an old geezer, you know. The younger people, it's it's normally all right with the younger people because I think it's almost like understand like, oh, that guy's definitely older than me, and I'm old enough to buy alcohol, so, like, it's, yeah. so it's like, so it's kind yeah, of, that's probably if it's an true. Older person, then I I know, think usually I'd eat more.
0: Yeah, I think usually about fifty percent of the people that are going to be approving you in shops like that as well, they are like younger. Yeah, so that's normally do you know what right? I mean? A lot of people obviously mm. have jobs like that while they're still in college or like between jobs or something when you're younger. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, so they might be... There's a lot of girls that work there that are like between the ages of sort of 16 and 21, aren't they? Mm. And they're going Mm. to look at me and obviously think like, yeah, that guy is a lot older than me. Mm. (laughs) You know, Mm. I guess. It's funny, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it makes me laugh, man, when people are like, oh, I forgot my ID, so I'm not going to be able to buy booze and that. You're like, like, what? what? What's that? (laughs) I haven't even had to use my ID, like, ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not condoning this behaviour, obviously. You know, just better save my... Save my Save mate. your sorry ass. Save my soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean I remember, you know, before I was even of a legal age, I used to just go buy a booze. Mm, mm And like mm. nine times out of ten, oh, I, I couldn't even I contemplate get something it. like that, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just go there was I like... remember I couldn't even go out in town until I was literally eighteen years old. I remember mm. I tried to quite a few times, like come out like go to the pub and stuff with like you guys mm. and that or whatever, and it I would literally like, No, you're not coming in. Yeah, you know, and it's always like, Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. remember that a few times in town.
0: Yeah, that's savage, isn't it? Mm. I was saying to—I remember I was saying to um young Bullwinkle last week because um I can't remember if we were talking about on air or off, but he was basically saying now he's just got like a bit of a neck beard going on, oh, and right. I was like, man, I didn't even know you had any kind of beard going on. <laughs> Do You know what I mean? Like to me, I just look at him and I just think he's a like, little bare faced lad, like, yeah. like looks like a little cherub or something, mm. doesn't he? Or like literally as as lots of people have said about like our um Jingle Balls, the tale of Jimmy O'Malley song slash video that's up on YouTube on our Pandora's Box podcast channel. Mm. Um, like, he just looks almost like too perfect of an elf. Yeah, he is a little elf. Like, in the video, it's, like, I think one of the reasons like, why that video is funny is, like, you look at Nathaniel. If you just, like, sort of focus perfectly on Nathaniel... A casted character. Yeah. It's almost, <laughs> like, hilarious to see him. He looks like a... He looks like... So enthusiastic as well. It looks like something from a movie. Like, yeah. he looks like the perfect elf. Yeah. It's almost a little bit too good. <laughs> oh... But yeah, no, he was like saying that, um, obviously, yeah, he can only really grow a neck beard, And then I was joking, you know, he doesn't look like he's got any beard to
2: me. Mm. I remember for me, it was my moustache that came just like on strong. I remember you suddenly away. looked a little bit like a Mexican or something. Yeah, like, like it was just... Mu- and even now, yeah. moustache is where it's at. It's, yeah. the, it's the full...
0: Because, you know, like, um, when I say, like, Mexican, because it's almost like a thing that's almost, or at least it seems to me... Synonymous with uh, Mexico. It <laughs> seems synonymous. <laughs> Mexicans are synonymous with moustaches. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, like, it just seems like almost like, I don't know if it's, like, more fashionable there or if it's just, like, it just seems like that to me. But it's, like, yeah, it's almost just that little, it's that yeah. little quite, like, thin, yeah, yeah. thin, like, black-haired yeah. moustache yeah. that you have. <laughs> Um, that or like or, or, you know obviously at the moment you've got like more of like a full beard mm. but like when we were younger yeah you just have like and it suddenly makes you look like your name's like Enrique <laughs> or
2: something you know like um. <laughs> oh man one day I proper just want to rock a full moustache just to shave prop- like what, like a like Tom like, Selleck like I just think it, yeah a Magnum P.I. yeah I couldn't do it I couldn't do it I couldn't do a, um, a handlebar as much I don't think because it doesn't join up quite as well like on these corner bits mm. you know that it's always a little bit bare on, these, on the corner bits at the edge of your mouth but yeah Having a proper just moustache a bit, I think it's gonna have to happen.
0: I'm a fan of a strong tash. Mm. <laughs> I think it's almost like a power symbol. Do you know what I mean? If you can, if you can like rock that like confidently, and uh, you know, yeah. then yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple of, of guys I think of when I think of like a strong moustache, and I think it's almost yeah, it's like a status symbol. Mm. Like I think of like all that, because it was quite popular in the 80s, wasn't it? And I said the first man that comes to my mind is Tom Selleck. So that for the pe- younger viewers. There was this show called Magnum PI in the eighties. Actually, the easiest way to say it, because everyone knows Friends, even if you, even people that don't like Friends, know Friends. Richard in Friends. Oh yeah, that's oh, Tom yeah. Selleck. Uh, that's the guy that plays. I was wondering who he Magnum was. Magnum PI. I say, but yeah. yeah, obviously, in, in um, by the time Friends came around, oh, let's face it, he wasn't like an old guy. You know, he was probably like he was, was probably like, like fifty, yeah, yeah, then or something. He in was a, like dad figure, yeah. Because like, I think forties, fifty. I'm I'm pretty sure he's like older than my old man, and my mm. old man's like early sixties. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I expect he's like, I reckon he's like probably almost seventy nowadays. Mm. But he was, mm. still, you know, he's still a powerful, good-looking man mm. in the nineties. You know, Ooh. I mean, there's a reason why why Monica mm. liked it him, friends. You know, yeah. Mm. He's just one of those guys. Like he's just, uh, I think, almost like as a young lad. You'd almost like look at a man like that and like yeah I want to be like that when I'm older. Mm, I want to be like mm. you know because he's I don't know how tall he is but he's clearly like a tall man. Mm-hmm. He's got like a manly chest full of very thick mustache. Mm. Not like a not like a silly mustache. Mm. It's one of those ones that like, you know, even though he's trying to groom it, it's still out of control. <laughs> that's how manly he is, you know, that's how wild he is. And you know, he just you can tell he's one of those guys that smokes a cigar in the evening. Mm. And he's the sort of guy that He's Whiskey too, and a cigar. Too classy too classy and gentlemanly to ever get in a fight, but you knew that if he did, he would just kick everyone's ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the moustache alone will tell you that. Yeah. <sighs> I think you better not talk to the lady like that, son. Yeah. I think it's time you went home, don't you? <laughs> it's okay. I'll buy you a drink before you go. <laughs> okay, sir. Sorry about that. <laughs> don't worry, son. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like man. one of those guys, you know? But also, I think of... um. For any, of the, for any sort of like fight fans, MMA fans out there, I also think of there was this guy, these guys, two guys that stick out that were in sort of like the early days of um, MMA and UFC. One of them was called Dan Seven and the other one was called Don Fry. Mm. Mate, even those names, you just know they've got big moustaches. <laughs> Don Fry. Da- yeah, Dan, I think his nickname was, what was his name? Was it the Beast? Dan the Beast Seven mm. and Don Fry. Mm. They've got, I think they've got a podcast actually. Cool, just two cool old cool men. Mustache. just two cool old mustached mm. old men. Mm. You know, mm. but um, yeah, they just had like thick, powerful mustaches. You know, <laughs> just like cool dudes. Yeah, got a rocket one day, man. I feel uh, almost a bit like mustaches. A little bit how I feel about like mullets. Yeah. In terms of like, I know that a lot of people think that mustaches and mullets are like a bit lame. Yeah. But I almost think that they're almost. If you like, can rock a mullet yeah. properly, <sighs> let's face it, right? If you can rock a mullet. And still be taken like fully seriously, then you're a baller mm, mm. because it's a it's a risky
2: move, and not everyone can pull it off. What's that? Um, what's that thing? What's that thing with the really funny actor? Um, and he's a baseball player. And Kenny Powers. Oh, oh man Eastbound His and Dan mullet. Yeah Eastbound, Eastbound and down. down. Just that He had a moustache And a
0: mullet in that, that yes. <laughs> Yeah like I think it was Like a handlebar moustache <laughs> And he was for anybody, bowling. for anybody that wants to see Like a ridiculously hilarious comedy oh. I really recommend Watching Eastbound and Dan Eastbound and Dan down. Yeah it's Eastbound hilarious Eastbound um, and Danny McBride So Danny McBride's been in Like several stuff He's been in that movie Your Highness um, with James Franco. He's been in, he's been in loads of stuff. He was with, in that movie, This Is The End. If anyone's seen that, like, it was like Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen and loads of people in that. Um, but, um, yeah, he's he's like, of, of like the American sort of comedians, he's like one of my, mm. one of my favourite ones. I think he's like hilarious and, yeah, he's, I just love the whole sort of like business, you know what they say like business up front, party in the back. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's like hilarious, man. And um, I need to watch it again. It's so good. Talking about like American comedians, that, i like there's also like theo von oh theo von he rocks in my lip yeah and and he he pulls it off He look, he's Hell a cool. yeah he's a cool dude and yeah. i think it goes with his accent as well because he's i think he's from i want to say he's from louisiana. louisiana and you know in louisiana they talk the like a little this, bit like this and i know? did
2: that and i did some mushrooms that, in school i think they call it the it's southern crazy. draw they the southern draw it, man you know, yeah you got that man.
0: I'm, from, I'm, I'm Theo Vaughn from, from Louisiana. Louisiana.
2: I was the only white kid in my class. Yeah. You know, he's a bit like that, isn't he? I used to walk to school because I didn't want people to see my bike. Yeah, yeah. I had such a bad bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
0: didn't want to get like picked on or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's a good example of a guy that could... I think you could rock a mullet. I
2: think mm. you could pull it off. I don't think I could pull mm. it off. Mm. I think there's something about... Kind of got like upside down mullets at the moment. Side yeah. shaved and top, top long. The reverse mullet. We got a reverse mullet going on. Yeah. I think there's like something about your face mm. that
0: they will almost like something. I think it's two things. It's your personality and your face. <laughs> um, I just don't think I have the face to pull off a mullet. Mm. I think, well, I, I could. Have, anyone can have a mullet, but I don't think it would look good. I think you would look mm. good with a mullet. Mm. I think you'd almost I'd look a bit mullet. like Theo Von with a mullet. Because mm. you're quite like, you know, you've, you've got quite similar color hair. Mm. You're quite similar built man. Um, mm. Like the color of your hair, and almost like he's got like quite thick hair, like you. Mm.
2: I think you have to have like thick hair to pull off a mullet. I used to have a rat's tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that think, was kind of like a mullet. <laughs> yeah, I think I think stuff like that sort of like suits you. I think mm. you can pull off stuff like that. Mm. Weirdness, oh mate, that I found a picture. Have you you seen the picture of me? I found I was scrolling through Facebook mm. like um, about a week ago and. There's this picture of me when I, uh, it was like the first time I grew my beard really long and I just shaved it all off, but I kept the moustache and I twizzled up the sides of it mm. and it literally was like the thickest moustache with the sides twizzled up and I just looked like Zorro and I've got this picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm not sure if I've seen <laughs> Oh man, I'm
0: I'm sure I am sure I that.
2: I'm sure I have. Well, that's funny.
0: <laughs> Speaking of hair, I'm real like conflicted at the moment. I've had like a couple times recently where I've almost impulse burst my hair.
2: Buzz your hair off? Yeah, I know. Whoa, dude! I haven't done it
0: because I think you need to think carefully before you do something mm. like that. Because
2: mine's just come back.
0: Yeah, after a years hiatus, I've had long hair again now for about like six, seven years. Mm. Well, I probably started growing it again about seven years ago. I wouldn't say it was starting to get long until about mm. six years ago, because well, obviously, it's not mm. going to grow long overnight, is it? Mm. Take um, time. I even like, I think with me, because I think it depends on the person, but I think with me, I probably. Oh, no, I'd say grow about, like, maybe four and a half, five inches a year. Mm. You know? Mm. I'd say about that. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. Let's face it, right? When you have long hair, like, I don't want to get... I'm not tempted to cut it because I don't like the long hair. Mm. I like having long hair. And I think it's almost like... I think when you have long hair, it's almost like... When you have it, it's almost like you have to earn that hair. Mm, not, it's not, a commitment. Not, not. Let's face it, you don't have to do anything hard. No, but, but you just got to not cut it for pa- a long yeah, time. It's, it's almost be like... Be patient. It's yeah, the and patient, it's yeah. and it almost shows that you have the patience. Yeah. So yeah. it shows that you've got like, the patience, because I think a lot of people like almost like, are incapable of having it, yeah, like I a think, lot of guys. Oh, that would be
2: quite cool, but then it's like, nah,
0: it's It gets down to eye length, whatever, yeah. Yeah. a bit beyond that. Because st- everyone goes through a phase. If you're going from fully short hair to fully long hair you're going to go through a stage where it's hard to make it look good regardless of what you do with it mm, do you know what i mean mm. you go through a stage where you just look like a bit of a numpty can't put it up
2: yeah but like it's not long enough to, put it up. to have it down because it's just it's sort of in weird. your eyes yeah. and it's
0: almost like it doesn't matter whether you've got curly hair straight I call it hair. The grandma
2: hair stage yeah
0: or you or just like some freaking mop or something mm, mm. or you go through it. it almost looks like you can't afford a haircut mm. do you know what i mean bad boy you want to get a haircut But... um yeah, it's just because it's... Obviously, it's much more maintenance than having short hair. Mm. You know, like mm. I wake up, it's in my face. Mm. Um, it's just annoying sometimes. Like, obviously, it's way more maintenance in terms of... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not hard to wash your hair once, once mm. a week. But even that... Do you know what I mean? It's like, wash it and it takes, like, ages to dry. Mm-hmm. I end up just sort of, like, head banging in my bedroom, just sort of trying mm. to make it dry through, like, the power of metal. <laughs> you know, like, that's my, like, hair-drying style. <laughs> you know, and it's like... It, it, there's just that part of me that's just like, when you have like short hair, So what I was almost imagining was um, I probably just have like like a high fade, like almost like similar to how I have it now, like shaved at the sides, but then almost just like then like a little fade at the top and mm. probably have my hair like that long on top. And if you have it that short, you don't even need to style it. Mm-hmm. I'll just get mm-hmm. out of bed, mm-hmm. chuck on my clothes, go. Don't need to <laughs> brush my hair. Do you know what I mean? My hair's not faded. I right remember my the, the brush w- my in and you school you had you
2: to have that fringe that yeah. was like stuck right up. But like, imagine really if I went for that long. again. Yeah, that'd be that'd be brilliant. You that, should do that again. That was like a new metal. That yeah. was a new metal haircut. That was, yeah, wasn't it? Fully. That was like full, full <laughs> new metal. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I say that's that's how you know you're, you're new metal when you just when you that's how you know that you're in like 2001 new metal era because yeah. your your quiff is like gelled as hell and it's mm. like three inches tall.
2: Or you've dyed it red and done it into spikes. Yeah, I remember my brother <laughs> had hair like that for a while. Yeah. I think
0: Josh did as well for a little while. Yeah. Our friend Josh, aka Zeus, the gold, who sometimes on a dark day. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Do you know, I might even like put like a little poll up on Instagram mm. or something, and on Facebook, just see. Should
1: I cut my hair?
0: Because I, I know, even if I did it, I know that in some ways I would regret it. I just mm. don't know how much I'd regret it mm. because. I feel almost like this is like a hilarious thing to say, but I feel like me and my core has long hair.
2: Yeah, that's why mine keeps getting long again. Because you know that you at your core. <laughs> yeah, because I, I and I like having short hair and stuff, but then I just I I just seem to like every few years just start mm. growing it back again. I actually like almost like feel like that about you and our friend Josh as well. Mm. Josh AST. I've had short hair like like probably yeah. like five times since yeah like since the t- since I've known you, but mm. every time it just keeps just growing back over over a few years. I almost <laughs> feel like
0: when I see you with short hair, I almost like freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> I'm almost a bit like. Oh my god! I'm a bit like who changes the foot. I'm a bit like who even are you? Yeah. I'm like looks like Drew, smells like Drew, but I'm not convinced it's Drew. <laughs> so I mean, I'm a bit suspicious of you. Like normally, yeah. I'm just like, um, Where's the hey man, house? how's it going, bro? Mm-hmm. Hug. See you with short hair. I'm a bit like, who are you? Should, should I should What's I give him my on? hug? <laughs> should I give him a hug? Is he gonna bite me? Is he <laughs> is he um, is he friend or foe? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it just, so I don't know. As I said, I'm, I'm conflicted. Instead, I've had long hair again now for a long while, and I know I can grow it. The thing is, I know I can grow it back, but, mm. I mean, my hair now, I mean, if I have it down, it's like, it's like a few... Past your titties. It's a good few inches mm. past my titties, you know? It's about, it's a, it's a good three inches mm, past my titties. That's a good stage. That's you know, a good so, stage. It's, so it's properly long. It's like my hair... Oh, I'm
2: down to my chin now.
0: Oh yeah, that's Just a good- over the chin. That's like, it's so funny, isn't it? For anybody that's like grown their <laughs> hair from short, you know there's like the stages and you're yeah. almost like- oh, you It's like, it in your mouth. There's like eye. Yeah. Nose. Oh, mouth. mouth. Chin. Oh, chin. Below chin. Yeah, then it's almost like Bob's length. Bob like, you know length. what I mean? Like, yeah, like below, mm. you know, like almost like to than your neck. And then by that point you are by by that point you're happy because you can tie it back mm. and then you almost like tie it back and you just let it do its thing and then the next thing you know it's like a year later and you've got properly long hair mm. you know mm. it's just that first it's that first like year and a half <sighs> first year and a half maybe mate. even 2 years i yeah. uh, no, no a year and a half i'd say because by by a year and a half i think you can tie your hair back mm. even if your hair was like short like when you started growing mm. it you know
1: because
0: mm. um yeah you can get but as i said i'm conflicted i i'm not going to lie i've been tempted i've sort of like been trying to picture myself just with it, do you know what I mean? I'm almost like trying to feel like, do I feel comfortable with you that You have image? a look
2: on those, like, you know, look, you can get the Instagram things where it changes, you, you, you mm. know, those filters. I, I, I swear there should be one for, like, you know, that changes your hair and stuff. I reckon that would make That'd me look... That'd be funny. I reckon it would make me look... Uh, we were talking, uh, you know, a bit earlier, obviously, about how I like,
0: never get ID'd or anything like that, and I just haven't ever done, really. Make you look younger. No, I reckon it would make me look older. Oh, Okay. Which obviously isn't. Which I'm not saying that as a good or a bad thing. I just think it's probably the case mm. because, like, I think there's something about long hair, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why. You know, like, um, a lot of women say, like, if for, for people that have like seen like the things like The Witcher, Last Kingdom, Vikings, <gasps> I think one of the reasons why women are attracted to like whether it's Henry Cavill playing um Geralt of Rivia, the, who's who's who Henry Cavill plays in The Witcher, or whether it's travis F- Fimmel as ragnar or clive Standen playing mm. rollo or the guy that plays uh, alexander ludwig the pl- guy that plays bjorn mm. in vikings or whether it's alexander draymond the guy that plays utrid son of utrid in last kingdom i think i think what it is you know like, uh, women like seem to like love those guys mm. and i think mm. what it is is i think there's something this is just my my uh, uh, theory mm. i think there's something about Guys that are like very masculine men, but there's something about long hair that almost gives them almost like I don't I don't know if it's like a vulnerability is the right word, mm. but it's almost like I wonder what
2: that is because all those characters do have that, and it's yeah. not just a time thing. I don't think. I think like I think the hair is a part of it. Yeah, represent a time period where like mm. long hair was more obviously yeah thing in in men. But like yeah, there's a definitely like a thing where as, women are yeah. like really attracted to because
0: they're they'd obviously yeah they're just doing it they're showing it because obviously yeah in in Viking culture um, was, for mm, example yeah premier. men mm. men did tend to have long hair obviously in the Witch universe where you know it oh, you know most people are in that because it's that mm. sort of me- fantasy medieval mm. you know same thing as like Lord of the Rings I'm on the
2: second season of Witch now oh. Oh, I love we the watched it me and Meg watched it over like the weekend and oh, stuff love it man oh man I it, it. I, c- I could not believe like how epic. Oh, mate, I it love all it. is, and just like the Freaking end of like the first season of Witcher as well. Just like how it's not even like a cliffhanger, but it's like a oh, I can't believe that ends there, Siri. You know, yeah, yeah. And we don't want to give, like, don't no, give no, away any switches, sort of, but,
0: but you know, oh. if you like your fantasy and you haven't seen Witcher on Netflix, go watch it because I absolutely love it. And I think Henry Cavill's such a good actor. Yeah, and I think all the actors. I think considering that the girl that plays Siri, she's a young lass. Yeah, I think she's really good. The actress that plays Yennefer, I think oh, that she's man. really good. Star
2: cast, um, like one of my favorites, fine, that, that, that series. Mm. Like, um, I forgot how much I enjoyed it. The f- it's, It spoiled it a bit for me the first time around, but I didn't realize it was skipping timelines. I think a lot of people were um, like until, until like mm. until probably about the fifth episode, and then it, yeah. I almost felt like cheated, like, like that I'd watched it in a mm. different way. But now, yeah. watching it where I did know that, and I was watching it with yeah. um, my fiance Meg, who didn't know that, so I was making it very clear, like, what timeline was what, as we were watching it. I enjoyed it so much more, and I was just like, "Oh, this is epic."
0: I think the people that um, did the show, like made the show. I don't know who produced it or or directed it or whatever or adapted it, but I think that they would probably admit that they
2: did that wrong a little bit. I Mm. think think they should have made it a little bit more clear,
0: or or at least just had some, like some 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 writing. Mm. Mm. You know, just to to say.
2: say five years earlier. Um, yeah. In this country, because you've literally got yeah. to listen out for little passing comments yeah. in the dialogue it's too complicated. that says like, and where, where like Yennefer was in the cab and she just goes, "I've been doing this for three decades." And you're like, "Oh, okay, this is thirty years but after then, the last episode we just yeah, watched." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? But it's
0: like, it's like. Even that though, even though they're referencing it, it's still they're a bit like, like okay. That's a bit confusing. Because unless it's stated otherwise, you assume something is, is is progressing in a linear fashion. Yeah. So what I mean by that is just real time, mm. essentially. Mm. Maybe like a couple of days have skipped, but that's not a big deal mm. when you're watching a program. Mm. Like on the whole, you expect it to be linear. You know, you watch something like Supernatural or something, mm. um, or even, you know, Star Trek. Mo- most things, it's just like, it's it's generally just, mm. the, the this episode is a little bit after the one before. Mm, the mm. next but when you're watching the first season of the Witcher
2: it's all over the place.
0: And I said I'm am a complete fantasy nerd, so I know like everything. I knew ev- everything
2: about the Witcher going into the season. Mm. And even I was a bit thrown Confused. off. Yeah, and like I said, like watching it again, I enjoyed it so much because I knew that and I was being aware of it. Mm. So it made me appreciate it more. Mm. Like if you know what I mean, like I do think it really worked, like how they built up the different, like what was happening at the time. Like you see like one of the first episodes and then one of the last episodes is just tying in the first episode from a different perspective. Mm. And that's like, that's really cool. Like I really, I'm like, oh, so so Geralt was actually there, you know, mm. like when that was happening and stuff like that. And it's like, it's cool, it's clever, but yeah, it should have been made a bit more clear, especially for someone who was just like watching it first time, you know? Yeah, definitely, mm. man. But I think,
0: I think, um, I think the second season I think, even faults aside, I still think the first season of Witcher was good. I just think there were areas where it needed to be... I think they should have made it clearer. Mm. They should have made the progression clearer, like the time jumps and the going backwards and forth in time, because it's just too confusing. Even if you know about... Even if you're going into the show with a knowledge of the Witcher universe and everything Mm. like I did, too confusing. But I think the second season, it's everything that's good about the first season. And more. But rectified everything that was bad about Mm. the first season, Mm. and just generally... A little bit better still as well. Mm, so I, mm. I absolutely love
2: it. I think I'm on like this. I've, I've watched two episodes of the second season. Oh, oh I definitely my, know. Like, I'm in love, like yeah. straight away. Just like this is incredible. For me,
0: yeah, it was one of those ones that almost like, I love it. You know, when you like something so much, it's like at the end of every episode, you're almost just like, oh, I just want to watch another one. Yeah. Like, so, we watched four episodes
2: yesterday, man. Yeah, mate. So, so, so done,
0: easy. So easy. Yeah, no, I won't, I won't talk spoilers. But um anyway, we're going to listen to a track now. This is Hotel California by Eagles. Stick around. We'll be talking about. All sorts of crazy All stuff when we come stuff. back. Oh, I love that guitar solo. I think the Hotel California guitar solo is just so epic. I think if you watch it live, like if you go on YouTube and watch like a live version of that, I think it's so cool just watching because the guitar the, the guitarists are sort of going back and forth. They're like sharing the. You know, it's like call and response. Mm. They're taking it in turns, doing the solos, and they're like and that almost like call and response style. And it's mm. just like so epic, and you can see they're almost like looking at each other in the eyes a little bit. And oh, you aye. know, when you can see that musicians, yeah, very romantic. Mm. But you know, when you can almost like see that musicians are like completely in the moment, and mm. it makes you completely in the moment because mm. I think mm. it's what it's like with acting or music. It's like the people that are performing it, they have to believe it for you mm. to believe it. And mm. if they don't, it spoils it. Mm. But if you can tell they are like possessed by it mm. then you feel possessed by it and you feel that and you're like whoa yeah anyway i was just like saying i'm gonna i'm gonna put it to you so um do you guys think i should cut my hair or not mm-hmm. um if you don't know what i like if you only hear me on the radio ch- go on my instagram auxworth underscore and bard or watch us on youtube just type in pandora's box podcast see my long locks <laughs> um let me know help me out guys should i cut my hair or not this is um, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Skull. Stick around. That was... The only one I know by the Chartans. Um I really like that sort of, um, like, early to mid, like, British sound. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like... What, like y- y- you say,
2: like, Cooler Shaker comes into um, oh, no, probably Yeah, not. probably a bit.
0: But the main bands I'm thinking of is, like, the Stone Roses, uh, the Charlatans. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I think you'd probably include, like, some Blur in that. But I think it's, like, the main sound I'm talking about is almost that Stone Roses, Charlatans, mm. Happy Mondays sound. Mm. Mm. Lots of, like, jingly, jangly guitars. And, you know, I think of, like, you know, um, like, I Want to Be Adored by mm. Stone Roses or, like, Waterfall, the only one I know... Um, by Charlatans, I just like that sound. Mm. You know, mm. nice like nice vocals. It like, it's, it's seems like come out of like the north of England. I know like Stone Roses, obviously like from Manchester, and I think the Charlatans. Bit are of from an up accent
2: north. going on with the singing. Yeah, and mm-hmm.
0: it's just like a unique sort of sound that came out that was from a few bands in that sort of early '90s mm. British scene. You know, and um, I just think I just I like I like those bands. I think they're good bands. Anyway, I think it's like today um, we've been what we've been chatting about. I've realised that we. We've been on going on such a tangent about stuff. We haven't even, like, wrapped up, like, a lot of conversations we've been having. <laughs> I think I, like, literally started off the podcast by, like, saying I was going to give you guys, like, some trivia about <laughs> something. And then we went on talking about the broccoli. Yeah, and, and then before you know it, we talked about so many different things. We got, like, randomly went into a conversation about mammoths and elephants and yeah, py- pygmies. Yeah, that was a good one. Then about, like, dogs and mm-hmm. wolves and stuff. And your hair. My hair. Yeah. The Witcher. Yeah. Um, loads of weird stuff we've been talking about. Um yeah, but what I want to say is, uh, did you know that humans accidentally domesticated peas?
2: Oh, yeah, that's where we started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> An hour later. <laughs> and it happened in, like, quite... It ha- accidentally. It was, like, a real funny way. So, um, about 40,000 years ago... So, a long time ago, mm. 40,000 years ago, humans accidentally domesticated peas. And, as a result, started farming them. And it was purely because they were eating so many seeds... Right. Right, that naturally naturally obviously naturally. what happens after you eat you need to go to the bathroom mm. or in this case go in the little pile in the forest mm. so obviously they would do a number two mm-hmm. they go for um, in the wherever and because they were eating so many seeds obviously like the seeds were coming out the other end mm. and then being obviously in such a fertile environment manure essentially
2: they started growing
0: and then just peas just started shooting up everywhere and then humans would just eat the peas So humans accidentally domesticated peas forty thousand years ago just by eating so many seeds. Wow,
2: that's a good fact, isn't it? So, so when you say domesticated peas, almost um, like farming them, I guess. Oh, okay. So, so not like um, not like inventing peas, or like not like it's not like creating peas, like it was like the broccoli. I'm I'm not going to lie.
0: I don't know. I don't know the full facts. Like, were
2: peas there before? I.
0: I, yeah, don't, I don't. I'm know. guessing it's that. I'm, so it's I'm, I'm, I'm like guessing. I'm guessing it must. <laughs> they must have been mm. because I'm not sure how it would have made like a new species of vegetable. Yeah, just when it's mixing up with all the other seeds in the belly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe. I said I know that I've I've heard I heard that fact and I thought it was really interesting. Mm. Um, I didn't look into it anymore. I just know that bare yeah. fact. So I know I just thought it was really fascinating the idea that imagine almost just like yeah you're almost like oh. Mm. Like I didn't even mean to do this, and I'm almost but just look, like I'm just like creating this food source, yeah, yeah. all around me in a natural way by just eating seeds, and mm. then and then just going to the going to well, I say going to the bathroom. They didn't, mm. it wasn't a bathroom, was it? In those going days, going to the undergrowth room, going to the
2: pile of leaves. Mm yeah and just but that's the thing with like fruit as well like i think um why fruit has like uh, is very sugary and very tasty mm. and stuff is is to actually attract the animals to eat the fruit and mm-hmm. then the animals will run around oh, yeah. and then poop the fruit out yeah. and then um it's and like then natural, then more, f- natural more trees will grow so it's natural like, fertilizer in yeah, the poo yeah and
0: yeah just happy days for everyone isn't it mm. it's like it's all that symbiotic relationship of nature you know yeah i think
2: i think everything's sort of symbiotic really if you think about it so the food chain isn't it mm yeah, I think things cannot be symbiotic, and then that's when it gets uh, bad. You know, like oh, so, so like what, like mass farming and yeah, 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 things like that. Yeah, yeah, talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like when you when you go against the natural cycle of mm. things like too much, yeah. then it can have negative effects on you, like your it's, health it's, and stuff like yeah. that. So, like too many man-made like things, mm. like um, pesticides and all of that oh, yeah, stuff. Sure. That's why I think a lot of allergies are, uh, have cropped up in kids in yes. ge- com- compared yes. to generations, like a couple of generations ago. It's hard. A lot hardly of allergies, allergies. Were, were hardly known, but the amount of like um, kind of pesticides and things like it's that really like, common in food now, now yeah. um, has created these allergies in kids. My,
0: my daughter has allergies, and I'm almost like surprised in the way, just because. Well, I just because I eat a lot of different food sources. Mm. Like, There's not much food I dislike. I eat like loads of different types of vegetables, loads of different types of fruit lots of different types of fish and, and meat, lots of different types of grains. I just eat a lot of food, like mm. a lot of different types of food. Leafy greens, mm. you name it, different types of salads. So, like, I would thought, like, because that will be in my genetic makeup, <laughs> pass, yeah, that passed on be... through mm. my seed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I thought that would, you know, almost maybe
2: help out an offspring, you know, my, mm. my potential offspring. Mm. But I mean, clearly not. Yeah, who knows? Like with the, who knows the the effects? I suppose I suppose we will in years to come, mm-hmm. and you th- look at the way that things have developed and everything. But who knows what effects certain things can be having on your health and the health of yeah. the next well, generation. The
0: reason, the reason, obviously, why um, for, for anybody that's sort of not with me or um, what I why I th- I thought that would be good is obviously is because anything you eat your body reacts to everything you put in it basically mm. and the same way that um so i know like a, a lot of people that handle snakes they deliberately microdose themselves with with the venom with snake venom yeah. with the idea being that your body will build up a Create resistance an to antibody, it yeah. and then if a snake does bite you because they're like handling some of the most poisonous snakes on the world mm. like normally obviously if, if me or you got bitten by a snake we'd have to or, like by a poisonous snake mm. like by like a, a particularly nasty one from like australia for example or something like that or a rattlesnake. We like to get
1: straight to E man. Yeah, and you mm. would be
0: have to be given like specific like mm. serums and stuff like that to like kill the snake venom. Um, whereas obviously they will build up, they will microdose themselves to a point where they build up enough of a defence that if they get bitten, they will just sort of be alright, or at least mm. be a lot like a lot less affected than than um, most people would be. It's the same with food. Mm. It's the same with allergies. So what mm. I was—that's the point I was getting at. So my my theory was that obviously I would because it's I eat so much diet. stuff mm. that will almost be then my genetic makeup. Mm. Whereas let's face it, there are some people that eat very bland foods, very same stuff. Mm. A lot of people that aren't into like nutrition or working out or stuff, they will just eat like fish fingers and chips, mm. uh you know, a sandwich. A pasty, yeah. um, a bowl of cereal here or there. That's what I think. Is interesting. Toast, it's interesting. You know like, what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, like what what could be that? What could be the reasons behind it? Or mm. is it like a like a generational thing? And like almost like the pollution in the air, even and stuff. Yeah, like, you know, like that. That might the, be a factor. The kind of the, the factors fact that we don't quite understand yet, but we will in years to come. But it's like yeah. it's not just nutrition, you know. Mm. But um, also another thing that I, I I found really interesting. I was watching this guy giving a foraging talk when I was at into the Wild Festival. And he was talking about just like natural like foods that we have in the hedgerows and the importance of nettles ha- that that nettles have been to humanity over the years. Like anywhere there's humans, there's nettles, mm-hmm. and we apparently used to use the nettles like so much like back in the day. Even with bread, like the seeds, the seed pods of nettles. Um, when you say nettles, what do you mean? Like uh, like you know, just the common nettle, stinging nettles. Stinging nettles, yeah. Right, yeah. Um. So like the 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 the. Seeds that grow on the top of them, you know, and they almost like mm-hmm. hairy and stuff. Like, we would literally like um crush them down into flour. Mm-hmm. And a lot of bread in made- medieval times was made from the flour of nettles. Oh, right, really? sa- yeah, and they were I did saying, not know that. yeah, yeah. I did and not know and that. like, um, he was saying like how much of a healing effect um, like nettles can have like to our bodies and stuff like that. But um, he was also saying in medieval times there was um naturally in like the hedgerow um in england there was like 26 or something on average 26 different types of leaves in the normal like green salad right. yep. that you would have yep. in, in in a whereas now there's like two or three maybe yeah. or maybe just one yeah like when you think of a salad now bit bit of um bit of bit of, uh, um cucumber mm-hmm. bit bit of tomato and bit of like iceberg lettuce chopped up and put into it in that's your salad but mm-hmm. like n- naturally we used to for- forage what was just around us and it'd be all these different types of leaves that grew naturally around the place where you lived and everything and that the effect that that would have on your health was like he was almost saying it is like medicine like natural medicine like variety like, is the spice yeah of life. but also for the from where you are so like your mm-hmm. natural environment because right, your body but- is from there you know <laughs> I I've heard about like, that. I, I'm not yeah, sure. But... I'm not sure my views on, on this. So I'm going to let you go on. But
0: just to quickly interject, like, because I've heard this theory before. I haven't made up my mind whether I think this actually makes sense or not. Because I know a lot of people are like, you should only, eat, you should eat like seasonal foods from where you're from. Mm. I'm not sure if I'm on board with that or not, mm, mm. but we can go through
2: that in a minute. I'll let you. I'll let you carry on. Yeah, no, like that's that's part of it as well. Like it kind of made sense. It was like if you come from this place um, and you eat the foods that surrounded you, like nature will provide what naturally is um, what you need naturally for your health. Like, basically, that's what he was kind of getting at, and it made sense yeah. to me. Um, and like, which is, I mean, to the point where I've started getting like my organic veg box from like a farm that's local to us, mm. and like, I quite like the idea that it's like the food that I'm eating is only from down the road from yeah. where I live, like, you know, yeah, um. But who knows? But it, it, it just kind of made sense. It's like what's around you is symbiotic, like nature. Yep. It's all working together. Yep. If you eat that and you ingest it, then it's going to be healthy for your body. Which, like, to, if you go to another place mm. that's completely out of your, um, like, zone, like, from where you live and stuff, like, that's what a lot of things you can get. Like, say, if you go to India and you get, like, Deli Belly, like, everyone yeah. is just, like, kind of that's, eating those, like, because more bad because... bacterias and stuff. Yeah. That's more mm. like water and stuff, isn't it? That's more like stuff mm. in the water. Foods as well, though. I mean, you yeah. you, eat, you eat foods that you're not used to, um, and it can it can but have. But
0: I think that, like, say say like um, like we had a curry. Let's face it. I think British people eat more curry just as much curry nowadays as, as Indian people. Yeah,
2: do. wasn't wasn't the vindaloo actually made for okay, it's, like one of it's the, not it's not no, a traditional a lot of the, I don't of, think a, I think of of dresses, are um, dresses, I think loads of
0: them like mm. about 50% at least I think probably more made of stuff that you would market. see on like <laughs> an average Indian takeaway menu. Isn't even served in yeah. India, or <laughs> that's
2: mad, isn't it? To think of that, yeah. <laughs>
0: or, or obviously, or Bangladesh or Pakistan, because mm. they all eat the same foods. And also, most most um, places that we think of are, of Indian takeaways actually own and run by Bangladeshis. Mm. Obviously, mm. some 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 are run by Indians, but I know that's more. of I think that's something like seventy five percent. Of Indian takeaways mm. in Britain are owned. Yeah, it's by more like
2: a style of cooking, isn't it? And they've and they've um, put, the, put that. Like, I spin think it's on almost it and... like
0: um, it almost makes me laugh in a way, but I don't blame them. I think it's just because um, the average British person, say you're like a, a young British male that's um, just left school, you have no interest in geography or history. India is a more famous country than Bangladesh. Even though they're essentially the same people, they just have different religions. Um, it's it's more famous, and it's almost like you tell you tell anybody in the world pretty much like, oh, this is Indian food. People mm. are gonna know what you're on about. If you said this was Bangladeshi food, it's almost like, like people huh? are like, what's that? How's that different? From but it's Indian. like it's exactly the mm. same. But I think that they just market themselves as Indian takeaways because, because they know, sell more. <laughs> yeah, because it's more likely. Like if you're like if you're like some sixty year old codger, mm. um, that you know when the first half of your life you only ate toad mm. in the hole and stuff like that and mm. roast dinners, English food, then the more exotic a food sounds, you're pro- the more, the less likely you are to eat it. Mm. I think nowadays it's completely different. I think, say our age group, so we're like you oh, know, yeah. 31, Friday I'm about, I'm of about the spice of life. So I baby. think nowadays it's almost like the the, the opposite. I think most mm-hmm. people grow up nowadays and you almost want to try any food. And expecting choice. Yeah, know? so I mean, mm. you know, in, in a year I will eat i will eat foods from i don't know 30 all over the continent yeah 30 different you know i mean all over many countries i think most people have like italian but mm. you know like italian um greek turkish yeah um like you know lebanese lebanese mm. food is really nice mm. you know um ch- you know chinese thai and yeah you know you have so mu- so many different types of dishes you mm. know mm. um All sorts of nice stuff, you know, like, you know, German food. They're quite famous now, um, you know, popular nowadays, aren't they, in cities and stuff. Like, you go to, like, a Bavarian beer house or something Mm -hmm. and you'll have, like, some, like, schnitzel and, you know, and and, um, sauerkraut and stuff like that. You know,
2: all sorts of Oh, man, yeah. If I could only eat the stuff that was, like, local to me, that would be a very boring life Mm -hmm. compared to, like, the variety and everything that is out there. I think if it's like if it's fresh and it's cooked good from all over the world like oh my god yes <laughs> yeah. get in my belly <laughs> I, th-
0: I think um one thing that i've sort of like i, I remember i almost had like a, a a minor eureka moment i think it was about five years ago i think i was in a lebanese at the time i think i was in a lebanese in bristol there's a really good lebanese in bristol i can't remember what it's called but it's it's, it's quite near cabot circus in bristol anyway like a 10 minute walk from cabot circus um and i was in there and then I just had this like minor revel- revelation. Um, and I just thought, do you know what? All food's the same.
2: It's all meat and vegetables cooked in a funny way. Yeah, because it, it, I think that
0: like before that, and I think this is what a lot of people They think of food as like, oh, I would eat this, but I wouldn't eat that mm. because that food like is off putting to me because it's mm. like, what even is it? Mm. And then I realised, I think I when I sort of became like c- completely. Open to all types of food. I've always had like a lot of different food because my parents are quite cultured people. So like you know they, I mean they would get like a a, an Indian takeaway and give me food or you know like Mm. I know it sounds funny but like a lot like kebabs and I know that might sound hilarious like you know who hasn't got a kebab but I remember though when I would. First, like going out with my friends when I was sort of like 14 years old. I remember some of my friends
2: had never had a kebab. Mm. I remember mm. our friend Joe Wynn being like, mm. being like, this is the first kebab I ever had. And I was like, what? I remember you know? Josh taking me to, uh, we went and got some takeaway Chinese. And he mm. was like, have you ever had duck in spring rolls? I'm like, no. And we just had that. And it was like incredible, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm. But I remember, I, yeah, but um, I remember I had this little eureka moment. And as I
0: said, I think a lot of people, especially like maybe like older British people that um, grew up only eating British food. They're almost like, oh, I don't want to eat that funny stuff. Mm, mm. They think of it as like, there's star food and then there's like, there's different stuff. But there's star food and there's death What I, Well, yeah, what mm. I realised when I was like halfway through this delicious Lebanese, I was like, I just suddenly realised that everything that was in front of me is, mm. is the same stuff we eat in Britain anyway. It's mm. just, it's just prepared in slightly different ways. Yeah. And it's just... Covered in slightly different sauces. Yeah, that's the only difference. I remember I, I I had like grilled salmon to start, and it was like delicious. Well, like you know, who salmon's eaten all over Europe and stuff. You know, all over Britain and stuff. And then it was just, I had all. There were these like lamb and chicken kebabs with all this like delicious flatbread and all oh, and um, just all these different nice sauces. But the sauces were essentially like mayonnaise mixed with like garlic and mm. cucumber, and mm. it mm. wasn't anything like. If you think about it, it wasn't anything crazy. It was all things that we we eat here. Mm. It was just prepared in a slightly different way. Mm. And I was I'm eating it all. In his yeah, and yeah. it was all you know like tomatoes and you know f- nice fresh salads and that. And I suddenly realised like it's all the same. It's all mm. just it's all bread, vegetables, salad, meat. Mm. You know, yeah. Some countries obviously we don't traditionally eat rice, but like a lot of it's you know like mm. rice and mm. and stuff like that. But it, it's like. It's all the same, really. Mm. It's all the same. And then I think I, I had that like little money Eureka moment. And then that's when I was like really thought like, actually, now I would eat. I wouldn't even bother asking like, oh, what, what is that? Before I ate it, I would just be like, yeah, I'm trying that. Like mm. whatever it was mm. from whatever culture mm. it was. I love it, man. Yeah. You know,
2: that's it. That's one of the most amazing parts of traveling. Like one mm. of my most favorite parts of going to other countries is literally trying the food and trying how it's prepared. And yeah, so tasty.
0: Yeah. I think um, go back to what you were saying earlier. Though, as I said, I think it's just interesting to have a little chat about it because um, it does fascinate me. And as I said, I'm sort of undecided about it. Um, is you with what you were saying about um, like local foods and stuff? And there is un- undeniably, as you said, it's really common to go to Thailand or Indonesia or something, and for people to get like bad tummy bugs mm. or like you know you say you go on holiday and it's like it's almost like a common thing. It's like you know not to drink the tap water.
2: Oh yeah, totally.
0: The the people that live there can drink the tap water. Yeah. But to us, we're so adaptable
2: as humans. There's, there's you know?
0: certain bacteria mm. that might grow in Indonesia that we don't have in Britain. Yeah. And th- that would be so well, alien. Well, just look at
2: the like indigenous um, tribes and stuff that were completely wiped out through diseases and things like that. Oh they'd yeah, just like never n- been. Um, they'd never. Native never, Americans. Never, yeah, yeah, you know, like just it's like a similar <laughs> thing, isn't it? There was
0: a, I remember, I can't remember what Indian said it. Some Indian chief. There was like a famous saying, and he was it literally was. We did not know disease until the white men came. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, innit? We all, suddenly they obviously lived on the plains and in the mm. forests and these but lovely little communities. we in... came from our cities, because yeah. obviously when the when like yeah the first European settlers came came to to North America, London was already a massive mm. city. They were already ma- like Madrid, yeah. were already all ma- oh, the big Spanish cities were That's already massive cities. Think. Paris. Like,
2: we see them as like natural like cities and things like that. They um, are not but, natural, but no, but like these these where where in nature if something if something gets too congregated yeah. there is not one part of nature anywhere that you look if something gets too congregated then like then then disformity happens or something and like but, but but or if it it can't even do it if it gets too congregated then other parts of nature come and disperse it by eating it or by like or bacteria disper- yeah, or, or breaking it down yeah. or, or something like that there, there's not yeah. but in in um In, like, cities and things or or places, like, where we're just so cramped up together, that's where more, like, diseases spread and come from and stuff, you know? And I
0: think a lot of part of it is obviously because of the fact that we have to go to the toilet. And nowadays, Mm. we have... Um, like sewer systems, we can just ni- nice and neatly, tidily go to a toilet, flush it. But I think in See ya. I remember I remember where I went on like a tour when I was in Edinburgh last. Um, but it would have been the same of all big European medieval cities. Obviously, they didn't used to have sewage systems like proper sewer systems. Not in the same way at all, you know. Mo- people would have had like a bucket under their bed if you needed to go you to the chuck toilet. It out the window. You would in have the go- you would have gone to the toilet in your bucket. So just mm. a mix of like pee and poo. Sometimes yours and your partner's, mm. right? Ugh. <laughs> and then they would literally just chuck out of the window. Yeah, and sometimes it would Crazy. hit people in the street below. Yeah. And like, uh, it's not surprising people used to get real savage illnesses. It's yeah. not surprising that these terrible diseases sometimes would just like come up and just swipe, like you know, wipe their swipe their way through the city. You know, mm. just come through the city mm. and just like kill loads of people. And our knowledge of bacteria and how bacteria works in those days was so poor, mm. people wouldn't even realise it was because of that. Let's face it, most of the time they would just put it down to like angering God. Mm. Yeah, but also. Shout out to the Romans and the Greeks, though, because even though... Aqueducts, baby. Even though their civilizations were, like, 15... You know, so in my head then I was talking about, like, Edinburgh and London. I was, I was imagining in my head sort of people from, like, the 1400s, 1500s. Mm, mm. Shout out to the Romans who were, like, living 1500 years before that and the Greeks as much as frickin', t- you know, 2,000, 3,000 years before that mm. who had in sewage systems and mm. actually had like working sewage systems so that would have been way cleaner mm. so yeah that's just that's just uh, just wanted to give that little shout out then to the Greeks and the shout Romans shout out to just, the Greeks just, shout just, out to the Romans yeah because I, st- I do think man like mm. those guys so yeah. ahead of their time
2: if <sighs> for me it's a way of like looking at a more advanced like say like st- civilization like with thought process and 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 things like that and like philosophy and mm. all of that stuff like if you're educated mm. like because not everyone was educated mm. in the same way back then like there's more educated people now yeah like like on mass yeah but um yeah just like ahead of their time in like thinking and being but uh but not as much in like say like technology like we have now like what we do have now is amazing um but you know, it's just their whole, the whole outlook and, and and the way that people like would live their life, or maybe I'm looking at more like the higher parts of society because I think that was where most of it was. If you know what I mean to that Mate, level, I, but I, I don't really I, know. No,
0: I I think it was more all encompassing. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah oh, cool. But that is just so interesting, well, isn't let's it? Let's
0: just put this because you know, remember we were talking,
2: we talked a couple of
0: weeks ago on Pandora's box. I was saying, I was talking to um to Algernon and Young Bullwinkle about um, um Hannibal Barker. Mm. who was the the, the general and the, the head of the armies of Carthage, which came like this close. So basically the big powers in Europe and the Mediterranean at the time mm. were Carthage. Well, they crossed the
2: mountains, didn't they? Yeah, the mm. Alps, yeah.
0: Were, were Carthage and Rome. And it was like, they both had similar territories in terms of like overall, you know, like square mileage of territories owned. And it was like... Rome were almost like the, were like the the new rising massive power, so they were already like ridiculously dominant. But Carthage had been going for longer. When Carthage was founded, Rome was like a small village. Mm. That's mad, isn't it? Whoa. It was literally like a small village. Mm. But um, so Carthage were older, but Rome was like a dominant force. So anyway, Rome ended up defeating um, Carthage. But General Barker, um, Hannibal Barker, is still considered one of the greatest generals of all time. He nearly did but, it. But um, oh, what did you just say, Drew? Why did I even go on to that point? Can You remember? Uh,
2: yeah, but, but them being more like um, advanced uh, and like the way that they were like it was more all encompassing with like mm. s- society and everything. Yeah,
0: what was that? Where was I?
2: I was going for a certain point, can't remember what my point was going to be. But I've got
0: another good point actually. That I was going to say anyway because you made me think of it a second ago about you saying about how. Um you know how their societies were like. So, oh yeah, that's why I was tying it in. And I was saying about with Hannibal Barker about how he holds the record to this day for the most enemies killed in a twenty-four hour period, mm, mm. and that um, the, an- the 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 Carthaginian army under Hannibal killed eighty thousand Romans in only twenty four hours. Mm. To point that put that into perspective, the biggest battle of World War One, the Somme, only ten thousand I say only ten thousand people, uh, ten thousand loss That's of lives. Lot. I don't yeah. want to like, you know, respect to the dead, you mm. know. But um ten thousand they people died within twenty four hours at the Somme. Mm. So Hannibal Bar killed eight times the amount of people in twenty four hours as died during the first world war, which was which was, as the name implies a world war, mm. right? The bloodiest mm. battle of World War One. How many killed? Eight times. How many people? Thousands of years ago. Yeah. Right. Another thing to put into perspective. Um, I was telling you earlier on how I watched a really good documentary on the Phoenicians, um, the other night. Um, so the Phoenicians were like almost like they're almost like mythical at this stage because we only know so much about them. Um, they were like the greatest seafaring people and tradespeople. Of like the the bronze age world and the greeks and the romans are like there are main sources of them nowadays just Mm. through greek and roman scriptures Mm. um and most of them are greek ones that were then being because the romans were really good at finding greek scriptures translating Translating, them so thank god for that because that's where a lot of our knowledge comes of greece and then because the greeks had a lot of stuff written down about egypt Mm. so we really have to thank the the, the greeks Mm -hmm. and the romans for a lot Mm. of knowledge we have now of ancient civilizations um, but the Phoenicians were were just an amazing people, and they lived in what's modern day Lebanon, parts of Israel, and parts of Syria. Um, but they they were, they were like successful for a hell of a long time. Um, but because they were around for so such a long time, um, I, at least a thousand years, their civilization, um, they went through several. They had like several people ruling them at different points. So at the when the Phoenicians sort of rose to power. Egypt, which is just below Lebanon and Israel and Syria, was still like a dominant force because mm. we're talking like this is we're talking now like four thousand years ago. Mm. So um, this was like pre-Greek heyday. This is when like the the pharaohs of Egypt would have still been like the top dogs in the world. So they sort of like ruled um, where where like the Phoenicians lived, mm. all the city states of of um, the Phoenicians, um, and then later on, the Assyrian Empire conquered them. And then after that, the Persian Empire conquered them. Mm. Right, and now quite famously, what, this is what's leading me into what I'm saying, which ties back into your point earlier on of saying, like, you know, how advanced civilizations seemed back then compared mm. to, like, even, like, 500 years ago in Europe. Mm. Bearing in mind we're talking so long ago, like, 3,000 years ago. Obviously, everybody knows about the Battle of Thermopylae, which is what the movie 300 is all about, was all about, where the Spartans famously fight the Persian army. Mm-hmm. Right, well, it was the Phoenicians that took the Persians to Thermopylae right mm-hmm. so um not necessarily cuz they wanted to um but because they struck a deal so basically the persian empire was just this massive dominant force probably the most dominant power on the globe at the time when the persian empire was at its peak that's why the the greeks story is so heroic cuz well as as the movie 300 is about it's literally 300 spartans mm-hmm. held back 10,000 persians mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. um Epic in itself. But yeah, the Phoenicians obviously being the greatest seafarers, they had the greatest ships. And apparently their ships were like insane. Mm. So we, I always find it hard to, to imagine because you think about what life would have been like in a lot of areas of the world, like say three and a half thousand years ago. And a lot of people didn't even really know how to build boats much better than small fishing boats. Apparently the Phoenicians had massive, Vessels. and I, I mean massive ships. Mm. They would go all the way to Britain from modern day Lebanon. Mm-hmm. All the way to Britain. All they would, a lot of Spanish cities now, their roots were Phoenician trade towns. Mm-hmm. So Phoenicians would go to Spain, mm-hmm. set up trading ports. As is the way, the trade ports turns into a small town. Town turns into a city. Next thing you know, you have a massive Spanish city like today. Oh wow! That's so, crazy. Port, a lot of the Spanish, Portuguese, even some of the French cities. Mm-hmm. Um, modern day Tunisia, which is where Carthage was. All of those like big settlements were originally Phoenician. Mm. Um, I'm getting very excited. Okay, match <laughs> <back to> my <laughs> integral point. Um, yeah, the Phoenicians transported by ship thirty thousand Persians by boat around the Mediterranean. Most of which ended up as the invasion force into Greece. All right, mm. but just but just think about that. Right, the Phoenicians transported thirty thousand men. Mm. Um, three over 3,000 years ago. 3,000 over 3,000 years ago. It was about then, just off the top of my head. So I think... I'm, I remember when I read it, when I watched this documentary, they were saying a force that large were not transported up until, like, modern-day warfare, essentially. Mm. So after that point, after the Phoenicians transported 30,000 Persians around the Mediterranean, never after that was there um, an army so large transported by sea up until, like, World War I, World War II. <laughs> so there was, like, a 3,000-year gap between mm. how advanced they were mm. and how advanced we are now. Mm. So that really puts you into perspective, like, how advanced the Phoenicians were, how advanced the Persians were, how advanced the Greeks were, how advanced the Romans were. Mm. I do find them fascinating, because it's almost... And, and uh, you know, you go back even further, the Egyptians, because it seems like there were these, like, such impressive civilizations, mm. and then there seemed to have been almost like this lull this yeah. lull in activity and thinking where almost like everything was just put down to religion. Don't get me wrong, all of these civilizations that I'm talking about, they were very religious and they had their mm-hmm. own sort of gods. So the Phoenicians had their own sort of god
2: religion that we don't really know much about today. Mm. Um What it what it seems like in my head this thing that I think can be quite scary or can be quite dangerous is that like what I said before about like relying on te- technology or relying mm. on other like clever people mm. um, to, to know everything that you know about life. Um, so you don't think for yourself as much. Mm. And it seems like these kind of um, previous civilizations mm. were like much more well-rounded mm. in, in what they would have to do day to day it what they would have to know how they how you'd have to be honor like all of these things that are like these almost that that they're forgotten about now as Mm. such in our normal everyday life but they were like they lived by those codes and 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 and, and discipline and all of this stuff um and it it seems to me like that is a very that makes you like a very advanced human like my idea of what an advanced human is like includes all of those elements you know not just um god yeah (laughs) not just god or not just trusting in um, technology or something you know yeah. like, because I do right. think yeah. it makes technology you technology like, as well yeah. Yeah, yeah you know like God, technology, science yeah. like it's alright when you understand they had a good something. balance yeah like all of it yeah because I, I, yeah, I
0: was going to say because one of the things I almost like put down to why there was like a lull in the advancement of science and culture and stuff is, is, is because of how religious we were in Europe so it was mm. almost like if you're going to put everything down to God say like I'm talking about like the Christian God which was everything you know in Britain and Europe it was almost like, almost like if you were involved in science, you would almost be seen as a heretic. If you mm, if you mm. had the idea that any that um, something was caused by anything other than God, then there's a chance you might be killed. Mm. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Whether you were, you know, especially in Catholicism, but even in Protestantism as well, especially for the first few hundred years. Um, you know, like think of all the witch hunters and all this stuff, you know, like alchemy, which is essentially just being which, which is essentially just chemistry yeah. that would have been considered like a, a wizard, mm. you know, like some dark sorcerer, um, which is just a chemist. You're just figuring out how things work by mm. basically just putting things in test tubes and seeing what the hell happens. Um, but it seems like with these ancient civilizations, as I said, even, the, you know, the Phoenicians had their own gods. Obviously, the Greeks famously had their own pagan pantheon, which was obviously like, you know, Zeus, Hera, Hercules. You know all of those good ones. Um, the, the Roman Pantheon was the same, just different names. Jupiter is the same person as Zeus, essentially. Um, you know, the, as I said, they all had their own gods, but they—it's almost like they didn't let that hinder their advancement. Hmm. You know, they ha- were very cultured people. They would travel. They would travel as far as they possibly could by by ship and stuff. They would mingle with other cultures. They would take in the best, almost like the best aspects of other cultures. You know, I mean, take us in the Phoenicians. The Phoenicians would have had dealings with. The Egyptians, they would have had dealings with the Greeks, they would have dealings with what are modern day Italians, mm. they would have had dealings with what are modern day Spanish people, modern day North Africans in Tunisia, even as far, they even f- traded as far as Britain. We know for mm. a fact that they were in Cornwall, mm. they went there for the tin, because um, being the Bronze Age, I know I said this to you earlier, but with it being the Bronze Age, apparently in the re- Mediterranean, tin is quite rare. Mm. But the Phoenicians traveled as being such a seafaring people. They traveled to to south of Britain. They're going to go get that tin. And as a lot of people will know, Cornwall is famous for its tin. That's one, mm. you know, it's like Poldark. You know, it's like he's a tin miner. You know, mm. it's, it's you can go and see the tin mines in Cornwall nowadays. There's an abundance of tin mines, of, of tin in in um, Cornwall. So they would still. go there still. Wow. Yeah, obviously crazy. there's a lot that's been mined, but mm. you, there's still tin there. Mm. Um, so they, would, they found it and they were like, well, there's a lot of tin here, so they started mining the tin. The Phoenicians would mine the tin, and they would trade the tin with the ancient peoples of Britain. Mm. Um, and obviously, one of the good things about the well, the Phoenicians were very clever, and this is a very simple tactic. Unfortunately, it wouldn't really work today because the world's a much more, as a much smaller place. But you can imagine why the Phoenicians were so successful. Obviously, there were things in Egypt and modern day Lebanon and modern day Greece, you know, all the places that Phoenicians would have been regularly that would have been abundant there, right? But there would have been, like, none of it in Britain. Mm. Meanwhile, a very rare mineral in the Mediterranean, like tin, was absolutely abundant in Britain. Mm. So it's almost just, like, common sense as a tradesman. Mm. They would deliberately go to Britain with all of what, what the British people were, like, never-before-seen goods that they would literally give an arm and a leg for. Mm. But to a Phoenician would be like, well, we've got loads of this. Yeah, we've got yeah. loads of this rubbish at home. I don't mm. even, like, care about it. To us, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. And they, but tin to them would have been like more expensive than, worth more than gold. Mm. So the British people, the ancient British people would have, would have given them probably tons of tin Mm. for what they would have, for what the Phoenicians would have seen as rubbish. (laughs) And then they would have taken it back to the Mediterranean, sold the tin to the Greeks and the Egyptians and everything during the Bronze Age because tin is such a vital part of bronze smithing for a ridiculous profit mm. so it, it's like well, it so common sense you, doesn't it yeah like, it's almost like they just figured it out they were like well if we just traveled right yeah. in spain they have loads of this yeah but they have none of this so we'll take that there mm. and we'll make a massive value profit.
2: is created through scarcity you yes. Know? So, yes so like yes. that's that's where like you know simply put yeah 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 yeah, <laughs>
0: definitely yeah but i mean it's a simple thing to figure out but you could imagine that they almost had this eureka moment and then mm. were like Wait a minute. Let's if we just go around to enough civilization, if we develop our ships enough that we can actually do this in an effective mm. way and make big enough ships that we can carry enough trade goods, mm. we can just set off for the months. The world
2: at is our oyster. Yeah.
0: <laughs> set off for, for, for months at a time, mm. travel all around the Mediterranean, even up as far as Britain. Mm. Slowly make and your I, way and back. And I think that's
2: very symbiotic, yeah. like because it's like you know it's what what you need if it's got value and you need it. Like and it's yeah. opening up those trade routes and everything. That's amazing, you know. Apparently, it started with. Um, In Lebanon, they have massive cedar forests. Mm.
0: And cedar wood is considered a very high-quality wood. Mm. It's a great wood for ships, which is Mm. one of the reasons why the Phoenicians had great ships in the first place, Mm. because they had an abundance of material to build ships, which is compared to like the Egyptians. The Egyptians did amazing things, but the Egyptians were never known for their boats because they they didn't have any wood. Mm. They just didn't have enough wood to build ships, so they would have to trade. So one of the main ways that the Phoenicians made money was selling cedar trees, cedar wood, to the Egyptians. Mm. When the Egyptians ruled... Mm. Um, what was modern-day Lebanon and, and, and Israel and stuff. Um, so it started off... They started trading through that. They have these massive cedar trees, and it's such a versatile wood. You can make weapons from it, ships from it, and it's a very reliable wood, and it's mm. a very versatile wood. And apparently it just smells great as well. Yeah. So yeah. even stuff, you know, they would just use... They would sell cedar oil and stuff for different things, mm. and people would just love it. they mm. take it to... My flute's made out of cedar. Really? Mm, red cedar, yeah. yeah and it's, it's a beautiful nice. wood, and it's mm. a very versatile wood. And as mm. I said, even just the cedar oil, you could make it. You take that to... Somewhere in fricking France, mm. sell it to somewhere, some district where there's no cedar, and they'll be like, "Oh, this smells amazing."
2: Yeah, it's like the silkworms. I remember when we were talking about Mongolia and stuff, and like that was like the the silk, mm. the silkworms creating that silk. That was like a that was worth more than gold as well. You know, I think it almost like
0: excites me, and it almost makes me feel like it's a bit of a shame in modern day. I think the world would have seemed so exciting back then.
2: Yeah, they are. Oh, Imagine just something something, 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 something like, like cedar. Yeah, and someone's
0: like, come and showing you that before, and you're like this cedar oil smells amazing and this wood like, I could natural, do this and yeah. that with this wood and oh my god this is, I only have what, like like I only have freaking birch where mm. I live you know or uh, birch and oak you
2: know? do you know what we were saying as well in an earlier podcast like imagine picking someone up for, out of like 3,000 years ago and like plumping in them this, in this office now and like seeing all the technology and us talking on the microphones and things like that mm. but like for me it would be more mind more incredible. Yeah. Going back and actually watching those Venetian ships come up to the shore with all of those goods Phoenician, on, and yeah, yeah. Phoenician yeah. yeah, like you know, um, and and actually, or in Rome, being in one of the cities in Rome, like one of the thriving markets the, Col- the market, Colosseum in its, in its heyday, yeah, like I love oh. it when you see that. There's that. Um, there's that. Um, series called rome i think it's a bbc one Mm. and it's amazing i remember i got really into that and um just it it would really encapsulate like what it was like in rome in in Mm. the cities and stuff like really well and i was just like blown away just watching it you know but it'd be so cool to like go back in time and experience that stuff you know
0: mate i would love to i mean Mm. don't get me wrong i don't want to be like we need to be realistic i think it's very easy to get carried away and be very romantic about Mm. it at the same time Mm. there'd be a lot of risks obviously but in those days Life was more brutal, like we talked about before. life was more brutal. Um, The medicine wasn't anywhere near as good. Mm. So, you know, if you had a condition, you'd be much more likely to die from it at an early age. Whereas Mm. nowadays, even people with, like, fairly bad medical conditions, if it's treated well... Mm you know you
2: can still live into your old age mm. you know mm. so i mean it swings around about Well, just like sterilization as well like the how that changed humanity that mm. like, was one of the biggest yep. like you know like and when they started canning food you oh, know that was just something until then until the fridge freezer and canned food in a sterile environment i also add <laughs> into that the invention of penicillin yeah or the discovery of penicillin yeah basically antibiotics yeah and just like um people washing their hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> like putting that relation relating like bacteria to I, I remember i remember hearing that
0: um obviously they they had no they, they just didn't understand bacteria back in those days but even the romans that like we were obviously talking we, we can sing singing their praises about how advanced they were but they, they had surgery. So mm. they at the time, it was probably the pinnacle of surgery in the world. So they understood, you know, that there were certain things you could survive from. You know, if you had an infected leg, you know, do surgery, cut it off, you'll live for the rest of your life, you'll be fine. Unfortunately, you won't have your leg, but it's better than dying. Mm. Um, other little things, you know, like they would, uh, they understand that, you know, you could lance a boil. Mm. Get, as long as you sort of like cut out the infection mm. and then cauterized it, mm. you're going to recover from the infection. They, they knew things like that. Unfortunately, because they didn't understand bacteria a lot of their surgical being romans everything had to be fancy, fancy so a lot of their surgical instruments if you think almost like uh, think about like it's especially with like old more like older like you think about your grandparents like um cutlery yeah you know th- a lot of the handles of their surgical instruments were like mm. quite ornate and had like all these patterns mm. in well, it looks good, but what's the problem with that? Is it's hard to clean. Mm. If you have a smooth surface, if you just have, if you think about like a modern day, yeah oh, what's the word I'm looking Scalpel. for? Scalpel. Mm. It's just it's deliberately made as plain as possible. Yeah. So you could have an antibacterial wipe or whatever, and you could rub that, and it'll mm. be 100% clean. Mm. The more grooves and everything you have in something, more mm. the
2: bacteria can get stuck in these
0: places. Yeah, bacteria and, and dirt mm. can get stuck in there. Stuck in there, it can cultivate. And then if you're cutting someone open, the bacteria goes in there. Mm. You sew them back up an infection starts mm. and then the person could die from that infection mm. you know totally. um, so you know it's, it's um, it swings around about but yeah I think the the amazement we would probably feel mm. going back in time mm. some, some of the things I think would have been crazy mm. we're going to listen to a track now anyway I'm, I'm I have to say I'm loving our chat today mate. <laughs> yes. I'm absolutely loving our chats today this is um, Waterfall by Stone Roses enjoy stick around we'll be back after this that was Waterfall by Stone Roses love stone roses you'll listen to pandora's box on aspen wake radio Cheers for chilling us with us this evening i hope you had a good new year and christmas all that good stuff we hope that you have um an awesome 2022 mm-hmm. whatever you put your mind to whatever your plans are for this year we hope that Smash everyone it. listening yep smashes it we're sending out those good vibes to you people and you know we appreciate every single one of you that are listening right now we appreciate you have an amazing year believe in yourself remain steadfast all right. Remain steadfast. Believe in yourself. If you want to do something, do it. Nike mm. say, "Just do it." Just do it. We've been talking about a little bit about ph- Phoenicians. I've been like on this crazy, excited, happy <laughs> rant about the Phoenicians and everything. I think just to like um, finish off
2: Phoenician, just off. to
0: Phoenician off
2: <laughs>
0: the subject. Um, one of the things I actually thought was most fascinating, and a nice little snippet of trivia, but a really interesting fact, because let's face it. Um, Especially if you're British, this has like a massive impact on all of us. Um, and let's face it, I, even if you're not, you know, I, I it's think cool. Most most places in the world, unless you unless you're like a nomadic tribe, you know who Britain are. So it affects everyone. Um, we own we where well, we owe the word Britain to the Romans who named it Britannia um, when they first when they first invaded. Essentially, when they first came across um, the English Channel and they invaded um, Britain. They named it Britannia, which is where we get the modern word Britain from. But I found out something amazing, which I'd never heard before, and I think should be uh, more widespread knowledge. Apparently, the, reasons why, the reason why the Romans called it Britannia was because that was almost like the Latin translation of a word Bratanac. And Bratanak was the name given to Britain by the Phoenicians. So, um, as we talked about a bit earlier on the show, oh, the, the Phoenicians. Phine- yeah. So, mm. a- as um, we talked about a bit earlier on the show, the Phoenicians, even though they live in what is modern-day Lebanon and parts of Israel and parts of Syria, um, to me it's amazing to think that. I mean, obviously, obviously, you could catch a plane and you could get to Lebanon in i want to say four and a half hours probably four no, no more than five hours from britain no more than five hours which is still you know but by by ship in those mm. days three you know three and a half thousand years ago that that seems crazy to me compared to what mm. how much? let's face it everyone in britain and scandinavia germany at the time would mm. have been living in like little mud huts
2: like mm. big Smelly, dirty barbarians. Mm. We wouldn't have even been com- contemplating and like navigating the seas. How they did that so yeah. well and easily. Like I remember just watching Vikings, and they didn't even they didn't like Ragnar and that were the, the first ones. He to, was like revolutionary. Yeah, to to a, to be able to get to Britain even with a sunstone or whatever he called it. Yeah, like how yeah. did they navigate their waters and things yeah. like that? It's really interesting. Yeah, apparently one of the re- one of the things they they used to do was just stay quite close to the coast. Oh, okay. So they would use the coast
0: as a way of navigating. Mm. So they would stick almost to the coast. So you can imagine it would almost like they'd, they'd hug Lebanon, hug Egypt, keep following mm. around, hug North Africa, mm. hug modern-day Tunisia, go up what is now modern-day, the, 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 the east coast of modern-day Spain, mm. and then they would sort of go, go around like that. So it would be like the safest mm. way to navigate. Yeah. But I do know that the Phoenicians weren't scared... Of traveling at night. Open
2: sea as well. Mm.
0: Whereas most civilizations oh, okay. in those days wouldn't go out on ships at night because they would find it too dangerous a prospect. Yeah. You've got to bear in mind, this is before lighthouses Yeah, or anything like that. So it would have been dodgy, man. Mm. Probably got actually quite scary, I'd even go as far to say.
2: I mean, like, how would they do that? How do they create a light source that would um, yeah. be safe enough to, they be were able just, to navigate? They were just
0: such, they were just so good mm. in it when it came to maritime travel. Mm. When it came to navy, they just were just so good and so advanced, they just nailed it, basically. Mm. They just they'd lost their fear of it. I also got a better thing back in those days as well. One of the reasons it would have been scary, not just because they didn't have lighthouses and artificial light like we do, um, is because back in those days there would have been tales everywhere of monsters and sea monsters. Mm. And even that would have been enough to put off some sailors. Megalodon well,
2: no, not that. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, <laughs> but
0: things like things that would have seemed as scary as yeah. that, if not probably more. Mm. I remember that there's old like Greek maps and stuff, and even and on the maps in random parts of the ocean, there's like massive pictures of like serpents and mm. and like and like monsters and krakens and stuff, and it's because it would be like oh, somebody some some sailor would come back and say that they encountered like some monster in that part of the ocean, mm. so they would tell the is it the cartographer is that what you're called if you make a map? I think it's called a I cartographer. Think it is, yeah, cartography. If yeah. I'm wrong. Then that's hilarious, but okay. if I'm right, that's cool. You say you charted a map, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Do that, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, the the map drawers, I think it's called a cartographer, would then mm-hmm. because they, they would just obviously trust the knowledge of the people that came to them. Mm-hmm. So they would draw little monsters on the. You maps. saw what? Almost as right, a well, way yeah, then like... that they would pass it out as almost as in like, oh, okay. Well, if 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 obviously people that would buy then these maps, people mm. that are going to go exploring. So it's oh, okay, we'll avoid that region. Yeah. Because we don't want that monster to kill us or mm-hmm. rip our ship into. You know. Mm. Well yeah, no, just to, just to um, cause as usual, going off on one. But um, yeah, as we were saying earlier, the, the Phoenicians travel all the way to Britain from modern day Lebanon to trade tin. And apparently Bratanac in old Phoenician roughly translates to land of tin.
2: Wow So and then
0: Bratanac
2: We are the land of tin and then
0: the sort of bastardization of Bratanac in Latin, which is obviously Latin's what the Romans spoke. Was Britannia, mm. and then that, and they, we just took sort of took that on board to the to even modern day. Obviously, we just call it Britain. We call our our nation Britain. Wow. So, Britain means land of tin,
2: mm. and we get it from the
0: Phoenicians. We are the
2: land of tin.
0: We get it from a from a, a culture that most people aren't even aware of. I did not even know the Phoenicians existed. they they're one of those cultures. There's a lot of um, fascinating cultures I really want to look into more. So it's like I don't know much about the Babylonians, mm. but I know it'd be or worth Sumerians. It. I want to know Sumerians, Assyrians, mm. all these Assyrian Empire, Babylonians. Mm. Like there's a lot of cultures. I think next week I want to talk a little bit about the they're just called um, the the Sea Peoples of the Bronze Age collapse, and they are literally a mysterious group of people that invaded the Mediterranean. Um and nobody knows where they came from. And they just mm. completely destroyed like half of the Mediterranean and nobody knows where they came from or why they even came. Wow. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've come to the end of the show. There's that flew by, didn't it? Yeah. Cheers for being with us, everyone. You have been um listening to Pandora's Box on Aspite Radio. Um and if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for thanks for being with us as well. Um if you aren't with us on YouTube, type in Pandora's Box Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe, check us out, and um, we appreciate every single one of you. We'll be here back next week with um, young Bullwinkle and uh, an assortment, a plethora, mm. a myriad of crazy topics mm. to talk about. Oh, Suit you, yeah. sir. Sure. Suit you. Have a great week, everyone. Cheerio. Cheers, This is I Am Mine by Pearl Jam. Love it. Love it.